In 2237, the Fourth Light Division of the Terran Stellar Navy vanished into an interdimensional rift. Now they wear the crimson sword and planet uniform of the Terran Stellar Empire. The union of spacefaring planets is but a ragtag alliance of rebellion. Ambition and oppression surround them. Who can be trusted? Who must be watched? And where is the way home? You're listening to WTSN, and this is Fleet News Pulse. This cycle on the Pulse. Paste the audio into the beginning now. Start recording now. Uh, Subcommandant Morlock is currently in medbay for his routine gravity and atmospheric treatments, so I'm doing my best to put this out to keep you all informed, whichever shift you work. Once we're fully reintegrated with the ISN network, it may not be possible to continue distributing these as recordings. This is Commandant Matzian, with a confidential internal briefing of recent events in the operational uh, life of the 4th Hunter Group. Following the evacuation of Heptonite population from the stations in the Kralian-held trailing Rimwood sector, further negotiations were held, led by Commander Morlock. Uh, sorry, Lieutenant Commander Morlock. A high-ranking non-human officer seemed to allay some of their obvious suspicions of our capabilities and motives. Claiming we were returning from a very long mission and in need of supplies, we arranged to trade. We needed a very small quantity of high-purity denobite. The Heptonites needed a convoy of critical supplies escorted past a pirate ambush. The supplies had been held up by a jump gate outage and subsequently by the Kralians that we had upset on our arrival. Invictus was tasked with guarding Stormhold Station and receiving the Denobite while she completed repairs to her damage from last shift. The rest of the um, uh, group escorted the convoy rim spinward. Invictus engaged Kralians who attempted to intercept the Denobite shipment. On arrival at Stormhold, the transport blew up, destroying the station and Imperial Naval Auxiliary Grant and temporarily knocking out Invictus computer systems. The surviving Heptonite escort engaged and was destroyed. Invictus and Grant's escorts then joined the rest of the division who had repulsed escalating waves of pirate assaults. At this point, all indigenous traffic and stations turned hostile, and Kralian war fleets appeared. Already low on ordnance and with no ability to take and hold a base in the face of such massive opposition, the division fought to take control of the jump gate and retreated through it. Officers quickly recognized themselves in Hjorden's system, Sector 2, meaning that we had transited from the Antara system. All local stations quickly identified as hostile and launched substantial fleets of aggressive and competent Hjorden cruisers. Avoiding engagement wherever possible, the division made their way to the jump gate for Cerberus. They were chased by uprated Natani Hunter killer battlecruisers, which had to be engaged and destroyed before the gate could safely be used. Arriving in Cerberus Sector 7, the Hjorden settlements near the gate immediately launched cruisers while all sector stations showed hostile IFFs. Their attack was forestalled by the arrival of a patrol from the Terran Imperial Stellar Navy, 2nd Space Flotilla, 1st Battle Command, 3rd Assault Group, whose heavy units significantly resembled Unukalhai vessels. The patrol seized control of Serena Civilian Station, the docking facilities, and made them available for 4HG resupply. Because after the lengthy running fight, we were low on both ordnance and energy, exacerbated by the denobite crystal decay that we've recently detected. As we left the station, the 3rd Assault Group triggered demolition charges in key station systems, leaving them without power or life support. In-system traffic, including the Horden, immediately headed for Serena Station 
as we were instructed to slave navigation systems for return to Promethean Command on autopilot. During that transit, we ensured that all fleet communications were isolated to our internal CIC network and that both physical and data quarantine was established, with highly sanitized contact only through the group leader's office. The group leader was also able to use the ISN contact to initiate an access reset. We already have reports of many officers gaining access to personal and operational databanks. I personally was amazed to discover an extensive correspondence regarding the appreciation of tea and a sizable collection of pre-diaspora Chinese opera. That knowledge may prove vital when interacting with personnel outside 4HG who are acquainted with me. You are all urged to make best efforts to access your personal logs, your ship's logs, and all operational, cultural, and historical data cores. That knowledge will be needed to preserve our cover as our counterparts in this universe, while we attempt to find a way home, leaving the smallest possible impact on the local culture. But be under no illusions. The culture of the Terran Empire is under no such restraint and is happy to make any necessary impact to preserve and expand its dominion. On a lighter note, I have some news from home. The transmissions we've picked up from what we are calling the Prime Universe, Fleet News Service, have been getting lossier and harder to understand the further we've moved away from our arrival point. There is now also interference on those frequencies from heavy Imperial signal traffic. So I won't attempt to play it for you, but the gist is that 2nd Light Division's light cruiser Hamilton has completed her preparations and was due to depart on time soon after our last shift. She was headed for the Aurelian Gate to find and assess new contacts and to find out what happened to the scout ship Hermes, which is overdue from a reconnaissance through that gate two shifts ago. Commodore Trin, in his send-off speech, indicated that communications across the distances involved would be difficult and that clarity and brevity would be essential. Uh, when asked by Captain van der Zanden if he would accept reports composed entirely of emoji, the Commodore was inclined to the opinion that hieroglyphics went out with the pharaohs. You're listening to W4LD, the Fleet News Service, holding up a mirror to your universe. Stay safe out there. Matty and out. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.